Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome back to Amigo Handle Your Shit Podcast. I feel like the song that says, I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Well, I'm saying this is because I am so, so, so honored that this is my 100th episode on Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. I had no idea what it was going to be and very scared. And so if you go to podcast episode number one, you're going to see the difference in my voice. So hesitant to even launch this episode. And now to say 100 in, it's incredible. I am proud of myself. I do have to say I'm super proud and I am so excited that I get to interview not only one of my favorite friends on this planet, uh, she's my soul sister from another mister, but she helped me see the potential in podcasting, the potential in being the voice for Amigas here and far to be somewhat of a global sensation. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe this. So Michelle Marie Soro, she's my dear friend and mentor. She really has shown me what it can be to have a voice and that you just lean into the fear and you make shit happen. And that's exactly what happened. So 100 episodes in, I took Michelle's course. It's called the Podcast Accelerator a couple of years ago, not knowing what I was going to do, not really not educated in it. And I certainly wasn't going to take a course where I didn't have a podcast episode ready out. And that's what happens when you sign up with programs. Usually they don't help you. They don't handhold you, if you will, but not with Michelle. Michelle was there every step of the way. And I'm so happy that I get to celebrate this huge milestone with her and bring her in as my 100th 
guests here on Amiga Hand Your Shit podcast because if it weren't for her, for her push to have me start this, there would not be a hundred episodes on this podcast. And so um, let me tell you a little bit about Michelle. She is a seven-figure entrepreneur and awakening guide. She's the host of the Fire and Soul podcast, co-founder of the Podcast Accelerator, and founder of Soul Circles. She has guided thousands to scale in online impact and has helped her clients generate over 20 million in profit based on the expertise she gained from 220 million in live TV sales. Her clients include globally known celebrities, athletes and brands, a US presidential candidate and collaborations with peak performance coaches such as Jack Canfield and Tony Robbins. But in early 2021, everything she knew about the world and all her identities within dissolved and ultimately led to a profound awakening and journey of the soul. When she learned to embrace the darkness playing out on the macro and fear in my macro, she says, she awakened to the presence of undiluted love within and all around her. She dropped the alcohol and 30 pounds. She picked up to numb what was unfolding because she could not face anything on her path if she was using alcohol and um, excessively eating. So she courageously spoke her truth. She was called to share on her podcast that has grown by 800% in monthly downloads and has become a top awakening podcast that helps listeners all around the world. That same energy magnetized her highest paid business opportunities to date with zero effort and a flourishing purpose that includes private coaching, online group programs, and in-person retreats. She trusts the path that's pulling her forward and shares the vibration of love, joy, and an embodied presence with others is the greatest gift to all. I am so honored that she is my friend and I call her my one of my soul sisters. And um, I can't believe that I'm at 100 episodes and I'm at 100 episodes because of that, of the urge, that heeding to the call. And she was so instrumental. She's one of my angels here on earth. And I can't wait for you to hear this amazing episode with Michelle. So without further ado, this is Michelle. So welcome, welcome, Michelle Marie Soro to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. And I even got the middle name in there, full <laughs> title. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, I just know her as Michelle. Michelle, I call her all the time. I'm like leaving voice clips like, hey, did you hear? Or whatever it is, I'm, I'm constantly talking to her about just not only the entrepreneur life, uh, the podcasting life, but also just about us because we're friends. Above everything, we're friends. And I want you ladies, amigas out there to find out more about Michelle and and how we met. Here's the thing. We met in the most unlikely places. 
<laughs> in my opinion, <laughs> because I've met many friends along the way, but never before at a place where I work out. So this is really, really amazing. So Michelle, let's tell them how did we met? Because I, I know it's a really special story. Totally special. And I wish I could remember when that was. Was it 2018? Yes, it was in the year 2018. Yes. You know, what's so cool about that is that while it's only been what, four and a half years, it feels like a lifetime. And that's, that's when souls are connecting. Yes. When you meet heart to heart. So we met, speaking of souls at Soul Cycle. (laughs) (laughs) Back then, you know, when times were so much more innocent and there weren't a lot of rules and restrictions, um, except one, you had to reserve your bike the night before, or if you were really organized, you probably were the week before, right? They'd roll out the seats to reserve on Monday at 9 a.m. And I would be that girl because I would know my schedules like, okay, I want to, I want to cycle these days and I want this bike. Well, every time I'd be on there at 9 a.m. exactly, someone else would have always grabbed the other bike. So I had no choice. I was like, I like 29 or 30. And so over the next few weeks or maybe months, I started to realize it was you. It was this amiga over there who was kind of quiet, but just doing her thing and had such a great vibe. Your energy was very friendly, very accessible. And that wasn't always the case with everybody in that room, not because people had attitudes, but because to your point, when do you meet someone when you're working out, you just kind of get in, do your workout and leave. But your energy felt very relaxed. Mm -hmm. And so eventually, I think we just started chatting about like, hey, so you're the one who's grabbing bike 29 or wait, you're the one who grabbed 30. You know, when one of us would realize it was the other wanting these two spots, second row center. Yes. And so that was the beginning. We just started studying and and it was easy as it's supposed to be when it's real. Yes. And you know what, Michelle, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, but there was an energy. Like I felt this energy from you and I really, I really believe it was God. God Mm -hmm. was sending me this energy, this message saying, you need to meet this woman. And I couldn't, like, I was like, okay, like, like, okay, first of all, we're working now. (laughs) (laughs) like okay god all right okay all right and you said hello to me and i was like you know what okay god take me take me where i need to be Mm -hmm. and at that point in time we said okay so we were here next to each other and we're like okay why don't we have coffee yeah and and at this coffee date amigas i'll tell you this much i realized what God was doing Mm. because she at that time had a mastermind Mm. and I was looking for something more because I had been doing these personal development programs and I needed something more and it fell on my lap Mm. and I was like I want to join your mastermind And you know what's so wild about that is that speaking to that point of not really connecting with people in a workout environment, I don't know if I have ever just invited someone to join my mastermind in that environment, right? Like, or really any environment. I'm not that 
online marketer that's always looking for a customer. Like it was such a natural evolution of things that you were sharing, things that you were interested in. And I heard the message as well. I'm getting the chills right now because this was like the moment that our friendship was anointed. Yes. Meant to be that we were reunited in this life as soul sisters. And I, and I, cause I didn't want to sound like, Oh my God, give me your money. Right. Like I've never been that, that coach or that online entrepreneur, but something inside me just said, this is something for her. It's not just to learn under my guidance, but it's also to be a part of this community that would open you up to even more connection and possibility. And so, yeah, that was really special. And you joined. (laughs) And then you had Cookie join. Yes, yes. I yes, I loved it. And and you know, this is for amigas out there that are not familiar with masterminds. It's so important to be in a community of like-minded individuals. And at that point in my life, I was yearning for spirituality. I was yearning for guidance in entrepreneurship. I felt called. And when I got into those circles, I was like, oh, what the heck? Where was I? I had no idea. And so this is the development of masterminds. This is where I got ideas of how I could create, but still nervous. So, but here's the thing, amigas. So Michelle is this incredible human being. She's got a wealth of knowledge in the TV space and in the online space. And so after I had been talking to her, I'm like, wait a minute, I've seen you on TV. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I can't believe I'm talking to someone who I've seen on TV. (laughs) And I'm in the mastermind that she leads. So Michelle, I want Amigas to know this about you too, because I want them to know everything about you. So before this mastermind, you you were on TV. So tell us, tell us about that. <laughs> okay. You know, I was still on air uh, during that mastermind. My tenure on air uh, that was a decade long ended at the end of 2020. The pandemic just kind of like, I don't know, uh, in a very aligned way, exited me out of uh, something that it was clearly time for me to fly the nest, but I was still kind of hanging on a little bit. But anyway, um, Yeah, it was a little girl dream. And I know that a lot of your listeners can relate to like these dreams that we have and what we, what they think they'll, they'll mean, right? Like for me at five years old, it was like, if I get on TV, then I will matter. I will be worthy. And so that was a very like devoted dream. And then as I got older, I had little bits and bops, you know, would get like some airtime here and there. But it wasn't until actually at 40 years old that I finally landed a full-time gig on HSN, the Home Shopping Network, where I ended up selling $220 million worth of products that a lot of us know love and use today, like Longcomb and Shiseido and Trish McAvoy Cosmetics, for example. And so that was amazing because it was live and I learned how to sell in real time, which means really connecting to the viewer and understanding what she was a predominant female needed to hear and how she needed to be understood. And, and then I came back home to Los Angeles because that was in Florida 
And I ended up getting that dream gig that was very specific. I wanted to be on Extra, the entertainment primetime news show with Mario Lopez. I don't know why that was a dream. I didn't even really watch the show, but that was going to be how I really mattered. And um, because I had this interestingly niche expertise, which of course, God has always got our back, right? We can look back and be like, oh, that's how the dots are connected. And so it turns out that they were looking for a lifestyle host and expert who could sell products in real time for like a one minute segment every week. And I got it. And so I was on that show for four years and it really helped me hone my skills. It also gave me a lot of credibility and authority. And then I landed in Tony Robbins' rooms, the self-development peak performance expert. And so the culmination of getting to be in the embodiment of that dream from when I was five, and then him awakening me even more to what I'm really here for, which is to help and serve more amigas, right? And more people to understand what their core gifts are, and then to help you get out into the world and truly shine and share that with others. That's where things started to really take off. So as I look back now, I can see that that little girl dream was really important. It had to be manifested. But what's so beautiful, Jackie, is that I no longer need TV to know that I matter, to know that I'm worthy. It's conversations like this that sometimes go unnoticed and they're not on a podcast, right? That are private and personal. And it's like, thank you for showing me my gifts. Thank you for encouraging me to go for it. Thank you for giving me the roadmap of how to put that out into the world. That for me is everything. That is my purpose fulfilled. Uh, I know. I feel it. I feel it so much, Michelle. Mm. My goodness. And so you left the TV. Yeah, it was 10 years. So, and you were very instrumental in my 50th birthday. Wouldn't have happened without you definitely dive deep into what you've meant to me and how you've taught me how to be a really good friend, a real friend. I've said that to you from the beginning. You've modeled that, but it is so deep and you've given me that roadmap. And so I just want to say thank you. I acknowledge you deeply from my heart. Oh my God. Thank you. I feel that my love, mm-hmm. you know, I adore you and I feel like spending time with you Mm. is such a blessing. Mm. And so for me, the way I can give myself to people is by showering them with not only my presence, but my support in any way. And Mm. so when your 50th birthday came up, I was like, you you didn't want to celebrate it. I'm like, what are you talking about? I love birthdays. I celebrate my birthday like nobody's business. For a month. <laughs> exactly. You should, yes. Exactly. So so when you were saying like, no, it's okay. No, no, no. I don't like something big. And I'm like, girl, it's 50. Like this is monumental. Like we have no idea if we're gifted another 50 years to live. Yeah. Right? Yes. I had this story that I didn't want to put anyone out. It was this conversation that you and I were having at our favorite restaurant, one of two, Hillstone in Santa Monica, where we still meet regularly for our deep conversations and yummy soul food. 
And we were there and we were in a booth and it was like early January of 21. Well, we were still very much in the pandemic energy, right? And so I was just like, oh, you know, where would it be? LA hadn't really freed up yet. You know, we were still wearing masks. It was still so mandated. And I did not subscribe to any of that, but yet I didn't know how to navigate, you know, both sides of that narrative. And I knew I had friends that were on either side. And so it all just felt too complicated and too hard. And I didn't want to put anyone out or make anyone feel uncomfortable, but that didn't matter with you. You're like, I don't care what your reasons are. We are doing a birthday girl. I gotcha. And, and I remember saying, no, 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 but you planted a seed. And then you circled back like three weeks later, like a good friend would. And you're like, okay, so now that you've thought about it, what are we doing? What do you want? (laughs) If it could be easy, if it could be everything you dreamed of, what would it be? And I was like, damn her. She's making me open my heart and really feel into what could be a beautiful celebration of my life, right? Because the world wasn't celebratory at that time. There wasn't a lot of joy and an occasion to be free and and full of laughter and connection and and community. Everyone was still so afraid and some people still are. And so, but as I allowed myself to open up to that, because you were so diligent in your follow-up, I was like, okay, if I was going to do anything, it would be at my favorite park, the Rose Garden in Santa Monica. It would be outside and it would be just really small and intimate. And that would be that. And you're like, okay, good start. But now I want you to start to dream a little bit bigger. I want you to imagine like, if you could have it all your way, who would be there? And I'm like, oh, Miga, most of my closest friends are around the nation. Like I could never put anyone out like that. I'm just going to invite locals. And you're like, if you could have it all your way. <laughs> yes. found. And so I put together a little list and I imagined it would be my wedding list because I am currently single. And I was like, if I were getting married, who would I want to attend my wedding? It would be small. It'd be intimate. It would be the people that I know love me and that I love deeply. It's real. And I made that list and you got to work. And do you know that all like, but two, because they were traveling or something, they came. Yes. 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 And so it was a beautiful culmination of you showing me what's possible Mm -hmm. to allow ourselves to receive love and friendship and, and to what it feels like to be in that space. And from there, that was only what a little more than a year ago, my friendships have deepened and I've created more space in my life for what really matters. And it turns out it's all about relationships, but you've always been there at the helm showing me the way. So I just want to thank you. Oh, oh, my love. Thank you. I mean, I love to hear that. I mean, I just, I always feel like, you know, that, that notion of do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. I've always lived like that because I really believe that birthdays should be celebrated and that's what I wanted you to have and feel. And evidently you did. And I'm excited and grateful that, that you did have that opportunity to feel that you are very much love. Mm. You are, Mm. you are by a lot of people. And so amigas, I want to tell you a little bit about how she has such an impact. Um, 
she there was I'm gonna bring this up because I think it's so important. I was a very shy person on on live. Like I had no like, oh my God, you know, I'm a lawyer. And yes, you go to court and do all that stuff. And you know, I'm brave and and I'm good at that. But being on live, meaning like doing a Facebook live back then was so scary. <sighs> oh my God, so scary. But the thing with Michelle, she creates these circles, these groups where it's so safe mm. to be able to show yourself, right? Mm. And I learned a lot through some of her programs. I mean, not some, all of her programs, because she's had many programs. Not only has she had the mastermind, but she also had these challenges, Facebook challenges. And she created a group. I think there was how many thousands of people in your group, oh, right? Yeah, no, like, yeah, four or 5,000 people going live, sometimes like 60, 70% every day. The most random people that I never knew. How did you even find out about this group from all around the world? Just learning how to flex that atrophied muscle known as courage, right? That then you build on to cultivate confidence. Yeah. And that's all I wanted. I wanted to cultivate confident beings in the world, yeah. be seen, allow yourself to be seen. Yes. And so of course I joined that group. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I'm able to just pick up the phone and confidently just say my mind. Yeah. And pitch. Because she is the master of pitching a program and converting your viewers into consumers and buyers. Mm -hmm. And so as I've been going through all these groups that she has led, I'm so special that I actually had an opportunity to join one of her groups called the Podcast Accelerator Program, mm -hmm. which is the very reason you're listening today. <laughs> I I wasn't going to do it. I was scared as shit. <laughs> yep. I'm like, who's this lawyer? Like, come on. Like, what am I going to talk about? Like, and at that time I was still practicing law yeah. and I'm like, how am I ever going to handle this? But <laughs> Michelle met me where I was and she guided me and she said this to me. She's like, amigas need you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I'm like, what on a mic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, Michelle. I'm like, oh my God. No puedo creerlo. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, I couldn't believe it? Yes, that I, I couldn't so. believe it. <laughs> I'm learning. I remember in those early days when you were going through the podcast accelerator, which is a step-by-step -step guidance from, I don't know what my podcast would even be about. What am I doing here? All the way to being completely and professionally produced and published, right? With custom cover art and everything. But we were about like maybe what week three or four when it was, it was definitely time to have your title yeah. and to know who you wanted to read. Right. And I'll never forget, it was during the pandemic. It was the spring. So yeah. we were in the beginning of lockdown. Oh, oh my God. And, yeah. right? and you and I met at this grass meridian in Santa Monica because, because parks and beaches were closed down. That didn't make any sense to me at the time and still doesn't, but it was, it was the rules. And I remember you saying, I want to reach 
if I'm going to do this, then I want to go big. Like, and you were like really cultivating your courage. You're like, and I want to, I want to reach women everywhere. And that's when a little voice in me came through and said, maybe you start with your amigas. Your amigas need you. And you're like, oh, but that's so niche. Are you sure? Like, and I was like, it's just so strong. Like you can share so much, right? How to, yeah, all the things that you share. And we all know about that. And then, and then it came out a title. <laughs> just on your birthday. Yeah. March. <laughs> it was funny. Oh my God. How that came about. It was like interesting. Well, I heard your mentor and you keep talking about Amiga, handle your shit. And it was like this thing that was fun at the dinner table all night long. And there was so much laughter. And I just, at least the way that I remember it was like, Jackie, what if you call it Amiga, handle your shit? And you're like, no way. Like that's crazy. And so it was just such a powerful conversation, right? Like just two friends connecting, diving deep, exploring, being curious. And now look at you 100 episodes later, not only are you handling your shit, but you're helping so many others. And then for me, full circle, a year later to go to your live event and seeing what almost a hundred amigas, amigas in the live room, downtown LA sold out. And you were there helping all of us. Me too. I had a powerful moment that completely shifted my life. You're like, it was a nuance of how I got to handle my shit even more. Yeah. I was like, Oh, you are <laughs> in your zone of purpose. Oh my God. Oh my God. I got chills. Yes. yes my zone of purpose. Mm. Thank you for that. Cause mm. sometimes I feel like, you know, is it all worth it? Like, you know, I keep putting out, I keep doing this. I keep, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, are they listening? And then all of a sudden I get a response. Yeah, they are. Mm. Thank you, amigas out there listening. I swear to God, like I, oh no, no, I shouldn't swear. <laughs> mm-hmm. But really, I really never thought it would, you know, come to this point. I truly didn't. Like every day I get on the mic, I'm like, so, so my heart melts because mm-hmm. I get to do this mm-hmm. and it's not work. It is fun. And yeah. I get to learn from all these beautiful souls. Yeah. Beautiful souls. Yeah. There's nothing like hearing from a listener, you know, or seeing a review or knowing that something added value to someone's life right when they needed it most. For me, the culmination for you, right, because I don't see the back end of your downloads and your worldwide listenership. But for me, when I got to see that that event that you held that was live, and it's so hard these days to get anyone to give a whole day of their time, right? Like people are so busy and spread very thin and oftentimes very distracted, right? With just like the things that we think we need to do that are oh so important. And I was like, I wonder how this is going to go. And I always had faith because I knew that you were a woman on a mission and you were also very well supported with that event. But then when I saw that it was sold out and then when I drove downtown and I got into the room and it was just buzzing with so many amigas and I was like, oh my God. And then for me to be your friend, to be your coach, to be your guide, all of that came just so present for me when I watched you take the stage for the first time and you shared your story about MS and what that meant for you and how you had to overcome Mm -hmm. some of that identity and, and how hard you've worked to get to this moment, right. That was so fulfilling. 
I looked around the room. I'll never forget it. I remember leaving you a voice message and I was just bawling because I was so happy that you were in your purpose and helping so many. But we were at these beautiful round tables, you know, and I saw every Amiga sitting up, like just looking at you and receiving and like really knowing she was about to be in for a super special day. So present. And I took all that in and I was like, this is a magical moment. If my dear friend ever gets curious or is in doubt that what you're doing isn't working or worth it, remember this because that is it. And then we have that to build on and to grow from and to evolve with. Right. But like, that was it. And I just, for me, like as your friend, like, oh, I was so happy for you. Oh my God. You know, I felt like you were like a proud mama. Yes, very. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you so much for that. You know, because you always wonder like, yeah, did I do a good job or did I have an impact and all that stuff? And listening to you and hearing from other people, I'm like, yeah, Jackie, you did good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's important to know that, right? Because the the shit talking version of ourselves that wants to keep us small and hidden and stuck forever and, and listening to that story that gets made up very young that we think is real. We don't always give ourselves the spaciousness to really acknowledge a moment, to really acknowledge a movement, which is what you've created, right? To really acknowledge how far we've come. And I love that you've said it at least two or three times in this conversation. You had the nerves. You felt scared. You didn't know how it would go. You were in massive uncertainty. And that's what great leaders do. They feel the fear and they move forward despite the uncomfortableness. And then we grow and then we build more muscle of strength and wisdom and confidence. And, but most of us don't look back and be like, you did good, right? Because we think and we've been told, oh, that's so egoic. No, that's your higher self saying, yes, this is what you came for, girl. Right on. Yes. Handle your shit. I'm handling it, girl. I'm handling it. Oh, my God. And, you know, you you mentioned massive uncertainty because it is fucking massive uncertainty for the podcast, for the groups that I lead, for the events that I do. But also what I love about this, Michelle, is that you are very, very authentic. And you have your own podcast where you completely shifted (laughs) and you had massive uncertainty. And I really want Amigas to listen to this because there's something going on in the air Mm -hmm. and some people may be aware of it, but I continue to be one of Michelle's number one students. (laughs) (laughs) I follow her and everything. And she, she, you know, she pivoted her, her fire and soul podcast because she knew there was something bigger, mm-hmm. bigger impact. And so I really want Amigas to hear you about this, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Please share. Feeling scared. Yeah. And, and I mean, scared is not even the right word, terrified, paranoid, that if I came out and I spoke the kind of truth that I felt called to share and I couldn't ignore, 
it felt like a mandate on my soul. It was just like I battled at that time because everywhere we turned, this was last August, September, so 21, people that were speaking truth or their version of what they thought was truth against the narrative on TV about all things, you know, the injection and the pandemic and, you know, what we were told was the only truth. And there were some other very brave, honorable warriors in this time, doctors and scientists and world-renowned experts that were getting canceled and censored and deplatformed everywhere for going against the curated narrative. And I also, too, was having my own awakening. And so I finally just couldn't ignore it, even though I knew that it could cost me my business. It could cost me friendships and relationships. It could cost me everything I knew about my life and my identities within the world that I now no longer aligned with. (sighs) And every time I put out a new episode, I'd be shaking visibly shaking, heart pounding, and then battling in my mind, take it down. No, keep it up. No, take it down. No, keep it up. No, take it down. So scared. And then like my higher self would come in and say, keep it up. And then I want to go like run in the bedroom and hide under the covers. Like, oh God, what are they going to think? Because I was obsessed. What will people think? They're going to think I've lost my mind. They're going to think that I'm crazy. They're going to think that I'm a threat, right? Because I'm, I'm saying something that you're not supposed to say. And then over time, what happened is that my amigas started to show up worldwide and started to reflect back. Thank you for speaking truth. I thought I was crazy. Now I know I'm not alone. Maybe we're crazy together. And it was like kind of funny in the beginning because I was sharing the really dark, vulnerable, hard parts of going through that journey, that awakening. And so... Then the show just started to grow. The listeners started to show up. So now I look back and it's like the podcast has grown 800%. So thousands and thousands of new listeners worldwide that we're all on this awakening journey. I'm not alone. They're not alone. And we're evolving together. But my point is, and I think it's what you brought up, is that I had all the fear. I was scared to death of what people would think. And I was afraid of being canceled by my own podcast producer and that team that had been my team for three and a half years. And by the way, they did for their own reasons. And then I was like, terrified, like, what will that mean? You know, how will I continue? And then I found Greta. And I know you work with Greta part of the time too. So the universe provides when we step into our courage I believe that we are supported and guided if it's in the evolution for the highest and best for all. And I knew that there was something deeper pulling me forward and that I had to step up and rise to the occasion. Mm, Yes. Oh my God. Step up and rise to the occasion. I mean, yes, that's what is what we call handling your shit. Mm. (laughs) You got to step up and rise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and what I want to share is I didn't know the roadmap. I didn't know how this would impact my coaching business. I didn't even know if I could identify as a quote coach anymore. And in fact, I don't. I, I think the only way I can describe myself now is a guide. Like I don't want to give you a system or a method or a blueprint. I have evolved past that. It's just not what's calling me now. Now it's kind of fluid, right? And I'll guide you with what has been coming through for me. I'll show you some examples and you discover what's most aligned for you. That feels like the frequency that's most authentic for me these days. But at that time, when I showed up on my podcast and didn't know the listeners would come, 
had no idea. I had to have faith. And what helped me is I didn't think about the long term. I didn't think about three months later, six months later, even though I did have a fancy business coach to the tune of $40,000 I had invested in last year, he was my coach at this time. And he said to me, and he meant well, he was trying to protect me. He was speaking from his own fear because he was as wide awake to what I was discovering as I was or more, but I'll never forget his words. He said, if you ever come out and speak this truth publicly, you will annihilate your business and you'll be done forever. I was like, so scared, right? Because yeah. I'm the only provider in my household. It's right. me. Yeah. Yeah. No parent. There's no spouse. It's me and only me. And so that was a very real fear. But what I did is I decided to trust if the seed has been planted and this is calling me, it will keep calling me. Michelle, you don't need to know about the future. Just know the moment. Yes. Just get present to the moment and bring all you have to the moment and trust in the unfoldment of it. That's the hardest part. We want to cling to certainty and we want to have the answers for forever when we've never had the answers for forever. We just got to go one step at a time, one moment at a time, one little baby step of bravery at a time. Yes, yes. You talk the talk, you know what I mean? Like you really walk that path. You really are an example of going one step at a time, you know, when there's massive uncertainty, it's terrifying. Yes. But knowing your true purpose on life on this planet, because we all have one, Mm. you know, it's not the position that you have, whether you are a lawyer, whether you're a doctor, whether you are an astronaut, whatever it is, it's not that Mm. precisely. There's more mm-hmm. than that. Yes. And you show that all the time. And I listen to your episodes on Fire and Soul. And obviously, I follow you <laughs> everywhere you go. <laughs> and Amigas, you're going to have to follow her. She's going to be having a, um, I don't know if you already sold out your retreat. Did you? Mm, I don't know when this episode of Amiga. Oh, probably by then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was actually really cool, though. I just want to touch on that for a moment because even though that coach said that and he meant well, and he was like a multiple eight figure earning, you know, online training coach and meant the world to me that I was in his mastermind, right? And so everything I had ever seen him do, I was modeling after. And then we hit a crossroads where my soul was like, hmm. This is where you need to actually listen to what's pulling you forward and not to this coach that you've invested in that's telling you what to do. You need to listen to your own wisdom, right? Be connected to that channel that is our communication with God known as divine intuition. Mm -hmm. I couldn't ignore it anymore. And so I gave myself time. In fact, I took all the time that it needed. And that was the first for me because I'm a recovering triple A type personality, right? Like a go-getter, an overachiever. And I was caught up in my identities and my titles to your point a moment ago, right? The seven-figure trainer collaborates with her mentors and and that no longer aligned. And I was like, well, what's coming through? And so what came through first was a mastermind of how to really align with our soul and to listen to who we really are and to know what that even means for each one of us. And that was 
I rolled that out in like June. So it was months and months and months later. And it was the highest grossing mastermind to me personally. I was like, what? God supported. Yes. And then I rolled out Rose Woman Retreat, which is to unearth your sacred sanctuary and to rise in your deep rooted purpose. And I think within about 48 hours, we sold out all but one seat. Currently, there's one seat. I imagine it will be gone by the time that this airs, but you were the first one to sign up. (laughs) I want to say something here. You know, what's so beautiful is that when I look back at the friends who showed up for my 50th birthday, when I look around at the friends that I'm most connected with in my life, I'd say a good 60% are women that were in my programs. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? And then I thought, oh my gosh, okay, once we become friends, of course, they're not going to enroll going forward because we have something that we can dive deeply into these topics that we talk about in the group formats. So I didn't ever expect that, but almost all those women still continue to invest. And I realize it's community, Mm -hmm. right? We're expanding in community. We want to be around like-minded, like-hearted, soul-aligned community. And so I just want to say thank you for you know, still trusting me to guide you into deeper portals, because we now know that the more that you dive deeper and that you satiate that hunger to grow, you get to now give that back to your community. It's yes. beautiful, full circle, ripple effect. Ripple effect. Definitely. It's a, I did not even consider, think I would be where I am at right now. Mm. Like I'm manifesting like crazy because I know I am divinely guided and I'm listening and I'm putting myself in these amazing circles Mm -hmm. where I get to vibe with these amazing souls Mm -hmm. who are there exactly how they are because they want to up-level their spirituality and find their purpose. Yes. 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 You know, it's so interesting. People say, well, how would you summarize what you're doing now? And it's like, okay, on one level, I could say I'm, I'm helping you awaken to the highest version of yourself. But inside of that, it's very contextual and it's very nuanced. And it's like, really what it is, is we are all, myself included, evolving our consciousness, right? We're taking ourselves to the edge of what we thought was real and true. Cause that's my awakening journey this past year. And I know you've been on a very similar path. It's like, we're evolving our state of awareness. That's all consciousness is. It's like what we thought was the only way turns out, Oh, it's multidimensional, multifaceted. Well, what if I thought and felt for myself, what's true and alive for me? And so that's what's so beautiful to discover is that it's this infinite well of wisdom that wants to come through through the divine intuition known as the portal to God. Mm-hmm. And so it's deepened into this spiritual realm that is ever present and always accessible. All we have to do is just know it and ask for help and trust that we are guided and we will get the answers. Oh my gosh, so much chills. <laughs> I add one thing to that. Then we're not alone and it's not just Amiga handle your shit. Like Amiga, know you're not alone. You are supported in the divine realm to help you handle your shit. Yes, yes. That's the truest answer. Truest answer. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I love and you speak about that all the time, love. I mean, I know you're very spiritual and, and you, you know, 
You reclaimed the term God for me in so many conversations. Like so many of us got turned off by religious terms. And over this past year, it was like, I'm reclaiming God. I'm reclaiming Christ consciousness. You know, I have this beautiful candle that's almost always lit and it's Jesus and it's on my mantle. You want to know what's right next to you? You'll love this. Oh, this is the candle that you bought for me a couple of birthdays, the custom um, candle. And these are the two that I burn in my home office where creativity is birthed. And so, yeah, but it's like reclaiming our divine connection to all that is. We're never alone. Oh, my God. Yes. I feel like that is probably a tip. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, as we're getting near the end, I'm like, no, say it's not so. (laughs) I know, well, you and I can go for hours. (laughs) That's the thing. Like this podcast is probably going to be two hours. (laughs) No, but I know you're... When you messaged me last night and you're like, oh, Amiga, which by the way, I can't remember the last time you called me Michelle. It's always Amiga, but thank you for calling me Michelle today. But it's like, you were like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited too. I'm like, and also because we're overdue for our lunch, right? It's been well over a month and we're trying to nail down a new date for that. And it's like, you know what? If this is what it takes for us to get to connect and hang out, then let's do it. Let's, let's, do, let's do this as much as we need to. So That's right. Amen so to that. Yeah. that. Amen to that. So girlfriend, you know, I can't let you go without giving me your tips on how an amiga can handle her mm-hmm. shit. I love that question. And I didn't know that you asked your guests that. And I I have a million different directions that I could go to, but dovetailing on what was already alive and present and downloading a few moments ago, it's knowing that you're not alone, Mm -hmm. you know, and really opening up to that. And how do you do that? Quiet the mind, open the heart. How do you quiet the mind? Meditate, breath work, you know, silence. Or for me, I like sound healing. So I have playlists that I've curated that help me open up into this portal of just pure acceptance, pure oneness, where there's no judgment. There's so much love present. So quieting the mind, opening the heart. And then it's just like loving everything and everyone being so grateful. So it's first knowing that and then really working with that to build on that and to trust yourself that you have everything within you to meet any moment, any circumstance, any fear, any anxiety, any future that doesn't exist yet fully resided in your personal power. And see, the moment is where our personal power is. When we try to forecast what's going to happen or what will they think, like was me starting the shift in my podcast, you with your podcast and other things. And by the way, I had the same fears around my video, despite all those years of TV, because this was personal. I was on my social media feed, you know, felt like there was a lot at stake. But so when we learn to trust that we're not alone and we learn to trust ourselves in meeting the moment, then we build on that. And so that's what I would say. We're not alone and learn to to trust that you can meet any moment, any headline in your full power if you come back to what's present. Meet any headline. (laughs) That is true. Well, we are so programmed to be in a constant state of fear and anxiety. This is why I haven't turned on the news or mainstream media in a year, over a year now. I just will not turn that shit on that just will 
guarantee my nervous system will be ramped up. And then I'll want to go and numb and suppress with the things I used to do, like alcohol and excessive eating. Also in this past year, I gave up booze and I lost 30 pounds and and I have found other things to nourish my mind and soul that are enlightening and enriching, right? And none of it's on TV. Yeah. And, and at first that was really hard. I had to condition my mind to not find that stuff that I was learning boring, right? Because I had to like open my mind and be present to it instead of just numbing out. And so, but over time, it, it, it ended up being just incredibly beneficial and has led me on my journey. But but yeah, so that programming of fear, it's everywhere. And so we have to get present to that. And where can we just remove some of that from our everyday lives so that we're vigilant on who we want to be in the present moment? Right. Oh, my God. I think sometimes for some, it's scary to live even in the present moment. Yeah, for most, actually. Yeah. Most yeah. of us are not in the present. Yeah. We're always constantly future casting, right? Yeah. And I I really think I'm so grateful that you, you were talking about this and that's one of your tips. Like, let's just live in the present moment because, you know, as I'm, I have my, my 10-year-old and I see she's growing and I look back at the pictures, I'm like, was I really present mm-hmm. at that point in time? And now that I'm in these circles and I'm your leading this current mastermind, I'm realizing not that it was wasted time, but now I am so much more conscious mm-hmm. and being present, yes. being present with my child, being present with my spouse, being present on the podcast, being present. Yes. And as you always say, to the truth of who you are. Yes. Oh my God. So beautifully reflected. And the presence is deep. It's not just being present to who's around, which is beautiful, and to acknowledge their presence, right? What a gift. But what's happening inside my body? And most of the times we'll notice, oh, shit, I've got some free-floating anxiety. Why is that there? Why do I feel a little amped up or nervous, right? Why am I not just peaceful and calm. And so that's a beautiful barometer to just like breathe into that and allow yourself to feel it all. And then you will reign supreme over your nervous system. And then it becomes a nourished system that can be so fully present on the inside that then everything around you feels that energy and vibration too. And then it just becomes this one unified frequency And that's where we really tap into the divine realm, going back to that first tip. And we start to hear what's calling us forward because we're so present, not just in the mind. You see, the mind is busy and noisy in our bodies, fully present, fully embodied in the present moment. Anyway, this was a little deep. I I know you can handle it, but like, but this is actually an Amiga handling her shit. Yes. Fully present to what's happening on the interior of her body. Yeah. Where you will learn to get free if you become devotional to wanting to know who you really are. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Amen. Amen. Mm. Oh. Mm. No, I want to keep on going, but no, if we can. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Michelle, for being here on Amiga Handle Your Shit. I mean, 
Oh my God, all the nuggets that you share, mm-hmm. your wisdom. You're such an inspiration and I love you to death. And I'm so grateful that you are my 100th guest. Mm, I'm so honored, honestly. Uh, I did not expect that. It was, uh, yes, it's just a real honor to be invited. And But the biggest honor for me, my friend, is just having a true friendship with you behind the scenes and knowing that that energy is what we get to bring here on this podcast. That's another example of Amiga handling her shit. I had to learn how to be a really good friend. You got to show me that, right? Because you'd learn that. And, and then together we just get to touch many more lives in this beautiful vibration. So I just love you. Love you. Yeah. Amiga. Beautiful. Yeah. Let's touch all kinds of people all over yeah. the world. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, my love. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.